Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hour number two on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, Sirius XM Channel 80. It's your boy, Chris Candy, rocking with the best, Roe Parish. Yes, sir. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We want you to hit us up on the call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, that's 888-729-3776, to give us your bold prediction for the 2022 NFL season. Roe seems to think Micah Parsons is going to win MVP of the league. I'm rolling with Trey Lance as a dark horse MVP candidate and to take the 49ers to the Super Bowl. But right now... We got to go out to the call-in line and bring on Super Bowl champion and 12-year NFL vet and Steelers legend Charlie Batch. And, Charlie, it's great to have you on the show. Glad you could join us and give us a few minutes. I got to ask you about what you saw from Kenny Pickett on this first week of the preseason because it was really impressive to see what he did engineering that last drive, throwing the long out route to Tyler Vons, which is a far hash throw as the game winner. But overall, really impressive to watch him. I thought that he had better movement skills than as advertised. What were your takeaways from Kenny Pickett's performance? Yeah, I think a lot of that is accurate as your analysis. But, you know, for me, it just looks like the game is starting to slow down for him a little bit now that the offense is fully installed and now he gets a chance to now fully now uh, deal with those repetitions. And I think this is, is good for him. And he was able to transition what he's doing up in St. Vincent's into stadiums, and that's exactly what Mike Tomlin always talks about. So what you saw at the end of the drive, he's been doing that in two-minute drill. So it wouldn't surprise me if Mike Tomlin gives him a couple opportunities there with the second-team reps because he hasn't done so uh, as his camp started out. So I'm, I'm, that's something I'm paying attention to. You play QB at a very high level. You understand the nuances that go into the position. Some think that this player is overrated when we're talking about Mitchell Trubisky. Some think that he's underrated, but – where does Charlie Batch stand in his analyzation of him on the field? Well, I think it is a little mixed reviews on everybody's end, and I think that you know it's, it's a good it's a good take. But for me, sometimes the change of scenery is good, and getting him out of Chicago, of course, the fans start to kind of turn on you from that perspective. You know, you get to that point where you're like, okay, you know, maybe the confidence is kind of lacking. Sitting one year behind Josh Allen in Buffalo and now coming into a stable environment here in Pittsburgh, where it's ultimately a clean slate for him. And he's been given the opportunity from the beginning for a week one start and opportunity, and he's been thriving off of that. His confidence is there. Again, I think, you know, we saw a good indication of what we saw in that first preseason game, and hopefully he's able to carry that on. But if everything stays even, I think he is a week one starter against the Bengals. Talking with former Steelers quarterback and Super Bowl champ Charlie Batch on Kenny and Carlin. And, Charlie, i got to ask you, point blank, who's the week one starter for Mike Tomlin and the Steelers? I think for me, I'm going with Mr. Bissy right now. And, you know, obviously injuries can't, you know, we're not talking about that. But I think this is something to where, based off what I've seen in my time up here in Latrobe at St. Vincent's College, during Steelers training camp, Mr. Biscay has been taking it. And regardless of how well Kenny Pickett played, Mr. Biscay is still getting the number one reps today. So that lets me know that regardless of everything else that's out there, Mike Tomlin is fully confident that Mr. Biscay is going to be a week one starter. 
Speaking of Mike Tomlin, we know that he's done an amazing job in his tenure as the Steelers coach. Still has not had a losing season. This season is going to be a challenge, though. You've seen pretty much everything. Do you feel like this will be his biggest challenge as a head coach with the Steelers organization? I do, and and the reason being is because he's doing it now without Ben Roethlisberger at the helm. Yeah, we we, we know that he's been able to have a 500 season uh, when Ben Roethlisberger got hurt in 2019. But this is this right here is going to be really his biggest coaching opportunity. He all he has to do for me is fix that defense. And there were some injuries last year that they finished dead last in the rushing defense, and that's something that's unprecedented around here in Pittsburgh. He's going to fully make sure that that doesn't happen again. Terrell Austin is at the helm as defensive coordinator. They're going to do some things up front, and if he can fix that, I think they'll be in the hunt for the AFC North. Charlie, I, I got to ask you this question. We're talking with former Steelers quarterback, Super Bowl champ Charlie Batch on Kenny and Carlin. T.J. Watt seems like he's one of the most underrated players in the National Football League, and he's only led the league in sacks two straight seasons, and he tied Michael Strahan's single-season sack record at 22-and-a-half this past year. Why does he seem to get lost amongst the best defensive players in the league? I, I don't. I, I, it, that baffles me, and it's like one of those things where, like, he doesn't, and we see it, you know, among Steelers Nation. But I think on the outside, when you get enamored of what the Aaron Donald is doing up front, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, well, let's talk about his brother, and not necessarily TJ. And I, and that kind of ticks him off. And he had that, you know, little chip on his shoulder last year. He was able to go out there and, and, and have an MVP type of season. Can he replicate that? And I think that's something that's lighting a fire underneath him. And I fully expect him to go out there and not only better you know essentially getting close to it but better the season he had and I don't know how you do that but I have a feeling that that's what he's doing because he looks in phenomenal shape and he is that becoming that vocal leader on the defensive side along with Cam Hayward. Charlie I know there are a lot of questions about what happens on the offensive side of the ball we want to know who the week one starter is going to be we want to know is the offensive line going to be fixed and we also want to know what the identity of the offense will be this upcoming season. Based on what you've seen from training camp from this squad, what are they going to look like on offense? What can Steelers fans expect to see now that we're in the post-Ben Roethlisberger era of Steelers football? Yeah, you're going to see a lot of shifts in motion, that's for sure. But I think you're going to see the movement of the pocket, something that Ben Roethlisberger didn't do toward the later part of his career. So now that you have a, a more mobile quarterback in Mr. Bisky or whoever is at the helm, because they do all have similar quarterbacks that can move at the quarterback position, I fully expect that to change. But this offense ultimately is going to go through Najee Harris. There's no question about it. This guy's in phenomenal shape. Now when we talk about what that offensive line looks like, four to five starters seems like it's okay. The question mark right now, you have quick Kendra Green, who was the center last year, starting center. He's moving to left guard. He's battling Kevin Dotson. And I think that's going to go all the way into week one before Mike Tomlin addresses who this starter is going to be. But right now they just don't have the depth. And I think that's going to be something right now that still continues to pay attention to. But ultimately, right now, that is the biggest question mark on this team. If they're able to fix it, man, they could do some damage. Talking with Steelers pre- and post-game analyst Charlie Batch on Canty and Carly, Carlin. And Charlie, one of the things that is synonymous with the Pittsburgh Steelers is great wide receiver play. And it feels like the Pittsburgh Steelers have found another one. Shout out to DJ Khaled and George Pickens. What have you seen from him throughout the preseason? And just how good can this guy be? 
Man, George Pickens is, is as advertised, and I will truly believe that he could have the potential to be a Pro Bowl player at, in year number one. And when you look at just the way they entered the camp, they wanted to kind of slowly get him evolved in the offense. The problem was you had Deontay, Deontay Johnson. He was in a holding situation. You had Chase Claypool, who was injured early in training camp. So the first day of pass that went on, George Pickens been running with the ones for the last two weeks. So to Steelers Nation, it was no surprise on George Pickens on the game that he had leading up to this. It was just a surprise for people who were on the outside, not ha- not familiarizing themselves with George Pickens. If George Pickens doesn't get hurt at Georgia in the spring, he's not even on the Steelers roster. He is a first-round gone, and he will not be available to the Steelers. So they really have a gem right there. And that goes back to your point, man. Steelers have found their way and niches of being able to now produce receivers, and he's going to be the next great one in Pittsburgh. But I'll tell you what, whoever ends up being the starting quarterback, there will be no shortage of weapons with Fryer moves, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and now George Pickens with Najee Harris in the backfield. Charlie, we appreciate a few minutes of your time. We look forward to talking to you again soon, my friend. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, fellas. All right, that's Steelers legend and preseason TV analyst Charlie Batch jumping on Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Coming up next, the Jets may have gotten good news when it comes to Zach Wilson's injury, but will they get good news when it comes to his development? That's next. You're listening to Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and <laughs> ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Roe Parrish sitting in for the big fella, Chris Carlin. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the call-in line, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Taking your calls on your bold predictions for this NFL season. Now, I was on Get Up this morning. Yes, you were. You, look, you was looking fly, by the way. I appreciate that. I like that. the Blazers. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um... Had the opportunity to try to talk to Mike Greenberg because he's a little nervous about the Zach Wilson news, the injury, and not knowing what to make of it and waiting, obviously, to get the results from the scope that he had from Dr. Elitrosh out in L.A. And so we were talking about different scenarios for 
the New York Jets and Zach Wilson in particular. And I had a couple of things I needed to say about Zach Wilson and what this situation could be in 2022. Take a listen. Will you excuse me for a moment while my head explodes? Because the Jets have drafted in the last five years a quarterback at number three and at number two. Mm-hmm. Are they now going to take one at number one as well in, in a five-year stretch? It is already unprecedented. You're telling me that there is already reason to be thinking about whether or not the Jets will give up on Zach Wilson after this year. Yeah, there's no question about it in my mind, Greeny, because you're talking about the opportunity cost of it all. Do you want to be in a position that the New York Giants are in with Daniel Jones where they passed on Justin Herbert thinking that they had their franchise quarterback? No, you don't want to do that. So this is something that the Jets would have to consider. And let's also keep this in mind. If Zach Wilson has a terrible year because of injury or otherwise, then not only are you talking about a new quarterback, you're probably talking about a new general manager too. So for context, Ro, I was talking about the Jets dealing with the Zach Wilson injury and this injury putting him behind in terms of his overall development and not allowing the New York Jets to have a full evaluation of what Zach Wilson will be in his second year. Because I said that's the priority for this upcoming season. Absolutely. It's not necessarily about wins and losses, at least for the the player. It's about seeing if the player can be your future at the quarterback position. Being able to have a definitive answer on whether or not Zach Wilson is the guy because you don't want to be in quarterback purgatory. And what that is is just going in year after year hoping that your quarterback turns the corner and not really necessarily getting – the the return on the investment, i.e. what the New York Giants are dealing with right now well, yeah. with one Daniel Jones. So that was the context for my comments this morning on Get Up, to which our very own Don LaGreca, who is on the Michael K. Show on ESPN 98.7 <laughs> in New York, had a very strong reaction to. Take a listen to what Donnie had to say to me and people that think like me about the Jets quarterback situation. Let's not make one injury that might have him miss one game and all of a sudden we're on the bandwagon that they got to go find another quarterback. That's unfair, man. That is way unfair. And it's not just Chris. It's the callers, and now that's the hot take. Like, is Wilson the guy? He got banged up in a preseason game, and he's going to miss one lousy game that they probably weren't going to win anyway, Peter, against Baltimore. And now we're already planning a strategy for the guy? And that Joe Douglas might lose his job? And even if he stinks this year, he's still going to get a third kick at the can because they took him second overall. And I don't think he's going to stink. He may not be what you expect him to be, but I don't think he's going to fall flat on his face. And I'm not going to sit there and say they made a mistake because the guy suffered an injury is going to miss a month and maybe just one game during a regular season in which he might actually be healthy for 16 weeks. Come on. I get so fed up with this business with the hot take garbage, okay? That's a ridiculous hot take just for the sake of having a hot take. And then we get sucked in by playing the cut. That was not worthy of this show. And I like Chris, but stop it. Just firing hot takes like a machine gun and it's ridiculous well i get chris on i'll tell him ridiculous take well don knows that our show is at the same time as his show so i can't actually jump on the show with him at the same time not possible and i love don lagreca but i gotta go at him about this one because he he talks about this being unfair to zach wilson this is the national football league absolutely fair is a place where they judge pigs at not pick franchise quarterbacks That's the reality of it. Was it fair to Josh Rosen that the Arizona Cardinals moved on from him a year later after being a top 10 pick? No. No, Was it fair to Steve Wilkes that he got fired after one year on the job with the Arizona Cardinals when they hired Cliff Kingsbury? No. But there was an opportunity for the Arizona Cardinals to draft Kyler Murray and marry him with a coach whose scheme was a perfect fit for his skill set. And all I'm saying is, if Zach Wilson struggles and the Jets have a high pick, knowing that there is a huge, 
huge quarterback draft class in 2023. Will Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay suggest that there might be as many as six quarterbacks going in the first round? It's something that you have to consider. How could you not consider it if you don't have an answer at your quarterback spot, even if you took the guy with the second overall pick two years ago? I don't know. Call me crazy. But if you don't know whether or not you got the guy and there are other guys coming out in next year's draft, How can you pass on those guys? Again, there's an opportunity cost associated with sticking with an unknown in Zach Wilson, a guy who, if they have a top 10 pick, would have proven nothing in terms of being able to be a franchise quarterback. They just want to avoid being in quarterback purgatory. As you mentioned, that's where the Jets have been for the past five seasons. You bring in Sam Darnold, who had multiple injuries, shoulder, foot, mononucleosis. He ends up getting traded to the Carolina Panthers. So essentially... You want to avoid that same type of situation. They made the Jets, the organization that we're talking about, yes. made that same decision a year ago. Yes. The decision I'm talking about, they just made it a year ago. They said, you know what, Sam Donald, we've seen him three years. He's had a lot of injuries. It's been an unfair situation because we changed head coaches after his rookie season. You know what? It hasn't been great for the kid. It hasn't been, quote, unquote, fair to the kid. But we're going to go ahead and trade him anyway because we're going to draft Zach Wilson. We like what we see at him with the number two overall pick. The Jets made that same decision. So why is it so outlandish to think that they could come to that same conclusion in saying that, you know what, we really don't have an answer about Zach Wilson. It's been two years, and we don't know if we can pass on one of these quarterbacks coming out at the top of the 2023 draft. I don't think it's crazy to think that if the Jets are in position to grab one of the top quarterbacks next spring, that they wouldn't pull the plug on the Zach Wilson experiment. And, oh, by the way, if you're pulling the plug on Zach Wilson, that means you're probably pulling the plug on general manager Joe Douglas, who selected him with the second overall pick. This speaks to the state of this franchise. We know that there are so many Jets fans out there, including one Mike Greenberg, who want to see this franchise succeed and play at a high level consistently. But when you have this revolving door at the quarterback position, and we know that the quarterback position is obviously the most important position in the game of football, you are not going to be able to sustain success in this league at any level. Period. No, you're right about it. You don't want to have your quarterback being a revolving door, but if you don't have one, it's going to be hard to win in today's game. And we're seeing now with the rookie wage scale in place and the investment that you have to make in these guys not being what it once was, I think teams are much more likely nowadays to go ahead and move on from a quarterback and try to find that next guy because you don't have to be tied into a guy long-term. You're not guaranteeing $40 million, $50 million on a contract like you had to do once upon a time when Matt Stafford was drafted into the league. And so I think that is is one of those things now, if you're the Jets, you have to think about. I'm not saying that they're going to do it, but it's just one of those things that you absolutely have to consider Right. if you don't see that evolution, that growth from Zach Wilson that gives you the answer or that makes you feel like you have the answer at the quarterback position. So coming up next, we're going to have a lot more on this Jets conversation. The Jets aren't the only ones facing a big decision when it comes to the draft. And, you know, we'll we'll talk about that other team that has to think about some things uh, beyond 2022. That's next on Canny and Carlin. But first, a word from FanDuel. Start the second half of the baseball season the right way and turn K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up using promo code PLAY 
Place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in match bets if you don't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code PLAY to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What up on a Tuesday? It's Candy and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Ro Parrish filling in for Chris Carlin. Guys, ESPN is in the middle of their fantasy football marathon, which yes. culminates in the fantasy football draft tonight from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. on ESPN. And for more on your fantasy football needs for the 2022 NFL season. We go out to the call-in line and bring on Daniel Dobb from the Fantasy Focus Podcast. Daniel, we appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time, and we just got to jump straight into it because this is one of the biggest names in fantasy over the past several years. It's Christian McCaffrey. How much of a risk is it to draft Christian McCaffrey as a top fantasy running back this year? Yeah, that is the question. So excited to be on the show. Thank you guys for having me. But everyone is wondering this year, do you go CMC with everything that he has done in the past? The fact that he's still only 26 years old, how unbelievably elite and effective he is. He's literally a fantasy cheat code when he's healthy. But that's the rub. When he's healthy, the last two years have been the problem. He did not have any issues up until the last two years. And then you got someone like Jonathan Taylor staring you at the face at 1.01 with his 1,800 rushing yards. He had 20 total touchdowns. It's so difficult to say, yeah, I want to take Christian McCaffrey at 101 because of how unbelievable he is. But with that injury risk, we often talk about how you can't win your fantasy league in that first couple of rounds, but you can certainly lose it. And you really try hard to mitigate that injury risk with those early picks I think because Jonathan Taylor was just so, so dominant last year, he is my spot at 1.01. However, I'm not going to fault anyone for taking CMC anywhere in the top three. Like, the dude is a beast. He just got to stay healthy. That's it. No question. He is a beast. Maybe the best pass-catching running back outside of Marshall Falk or Roger Craig ever in NFL history. However, let's stick with the pass-catchers here, but I need to know which rookie wideouts are worthy of taking in fantasy. Yeah, it's a really great question because a lot of the, the, like these rookies that we got this year in the first round, unfortunately, did not always fall in great offenses. Drake London right now going as wide receiver 36. You're getting him at the end of the 10th round. He's got Marcus Mariota under center, right? Somebody that you're absolutely looking at. He's going to be a target monster in that offense, but there are question marks at the quarterback position, which is part of why he fell so far down the board and he's almost going in the 11th round. Garrett Wilson, same thing. Wide receiver 43 right now. You can get him in the 12th. 
but he's got Zach Wilson under center. We're waiting to see what that Jets offense is going to be. Chris Olave, wide receiver 36. You're getting him in the 13th round. All of these guys are so late, but they were taken so early. And early, early day one, rookie wide receivers often do well in fantasy. Mike Clay talks about this all the time. I think you can look at any of those guys as late-round dart throws. And there's a whole bunch of other names out there, by the way. I mean, Sky Moore, George Pickens, Romeo Dobbs has come on. There are enough of these rookie wide receivers that you can take a shot at the tail end of your draft because someone may pop the same way that Amon Ross St. Brown did at the end of last year. Talking with Daniel Dott from the Fantasy Focus Podcast, trying to get you right for your fantasy football needs for the upcoming season. And sticking with the wide receivers, Daniel, we saw Devontae Adams change teams going from Green Bay, the back-to-back MVP Aaron Rodgers, out to the Las Vegas Raiders with Derek Carr. What is Devontae Adams' fantasy football value, and can you see it being uh, bigger or better this year, or do you see it taking a downtick? Uh so I don't think it's going to be better this year, unfortunately. And that's nothing against Derek Carr. He's just not Aaron Rodgers. The, the, the target share that he got with Aaron was unreal in Green Bay. And so I don't think he's going to be a top one, two, or three wide receiver this year. I mean, that's where Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, they are living at the top of that, that wide receiver tier. But I still think Devontae Adams can easily have a top five season here playing in the AFC West. That division is going to score more points than any other division in football. I, like, I hope that that entire division throws for 25,000 yards this year. That would be amazing. <laughs> but Devontae Adams is going to be like so unbelievably involved in that offense. There's no way they made that trade to bring him over, and they're not going to feature him when they're going up against Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson. Derek Carr is going to lean on his guy. I still think that Devontae Adams is a top-five wide receiver, but because of the move, that's what brings him down the board just a little bit for me. Fantasy Focus Podcast, Daniel Dopp. That's where you're usually hearing, but you hear him right now with us. So I have to ask this question. Quarterbacks, first off, two-part question. Is there ever a scenario where you would take a quarterback first, and who are some of the best quarterbacks to draft this season? So the only way that I'm drafting a quarterback first is based upon the leagues that I'm playing in. If you play in a, a standard fantasy league where you only start one quarterback, it does not make sense to draft a quarterback early, especially in the first round. That being said, if you're in a two-quarterback league or a super-flex league where you can potentially start two quarterbacks because of how thin that position gets uh, and there's only a finite number of those players out there on the field, being able to go quarterback early makes a ton of sense in those leagues. But for standard leagues like most of the listeners that we have will play in, it is so enticing to want to take a Josh Allen, a Patrick Mahomes, a Justin Herbert, with one of those early picks, a third or a fourth rounder, because those guys are going to you know, push for 5,000 yards, 40-plus touchdowns. They're all great at using their legs. But you don't need to do that in fantasy. You can wait until the eighth, ninth, tenth round and still get Tom Brady. You can still get Russell Wilson. You have Matt Stafford, Trey Lance. There are so many guys there that in how deep of a quarterback position this, uh, this league is, how much this league throws now, you don't have to waste the pick early on a quarterback, although it's always fun to have Josh Allen on your team. Use that spot on your second running back. Solidify your number two wide receiver. Go out and get Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey. And then rather than grab Josh Allen there, grab Russell Wilson, who's not going to score that many fewer points on a points-per-game basis than Josh Allen at the end of the year. I think the value makes more sense to wait on quarterback. 
Daniel, we're up against it. So 30 seconds are left. Who's the player that is the biggest fantasy, who has the potential to be the biggest fantasy bust this upcoming season? Uh, for me, it's Amari Cooper. Not sure what's going on there, unfortunately, in Cleveland with that quarterback position. We watched him even when he was in Dallas. I mean, he never finished inside the top 10. He was always between top 10 and top 30 without knowing who that quarterback is going to be. He's a guy that I'm staying away from because I just don't know what I'm going to get from that offense this year. All right, Daniel, we appreciate you jumping on with us, and good luck tonight on the Fantasy Football Marathon in the finale with the Fantasy Football Draft. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. All right, and the Fantasy Football Draft can be seen tonight at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Coming up next, my top five takeaways from week one of the preseason, including why Kenny Pickett is not the only rookie quarterback who deserves some attention. That's next on ESPN Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Roe Parrish filling in for Chris Carlin. And yes. we got to get out to the call-in line because we got some people that want to get at us about their hot takes for the upcoming season. So let's go to Ryan in Gainesville. Ryan, you're on ESPN Radio. What up? Oh, first-time caller, long-time listener. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. What you got for us today? What's your bold prediction? Well, I've heard a couple of analysts say that uh, the Jaguars are going to make a big leap this year with Trevor Lawrence, and I've even heard a couple say that they uh, may even make the playoffs, but I'm taking it a step further. I think they're not only going to make the playoffs as the last wild card team, I think they're going to win their first uh, playoff game this season. Wow. Wow. I mean, that would require – that would be Trevor Lawrence taking a huge leap in his second year. Now, we know he's got the goods. He's got the talent to be able to do it. I will say this, Roe, the thing that jumped out to me the most in their preseason game against the Browns, it I, wasn't Trevor Lawrence. I know where you're going. You're it, going with this college teammate that has the speed. Yeah, Travis Etienne looks special yes, out there. Yes, he does. He did. Extremely special, and we saw what he was able to do at Clemson, and it looks like it's going to translate to the next level. We know he had the injury last season that ended his season prematurely, but yes, he does seem to have that that spark, that boost that you see from special types of players, and he's definitely going to be an asset for that Jacksonville team. Yeah, he's got some gas. He's got some oh, juice, yeah. and you're going to need more weapons, and I like the fact that you're starting to see you know, them develop a nice skill position core to be able to support Trevor Lawrence properly. I think that's the biggest thing that you always look for in a young quarterback. You got him on a rookie deal. Make sure you spend some of your cap dollars, spend some of your draft capital investing in the resources around him to get him to develop and realize his full potential. Let's go back out to the call-in line and bring on Nick in Cali. Nick, you're on ESPN Radio. What up? Yeah, what's up? What you got for us, Nick? I got got a bold prediction. So, uh, two bold predictions for the same team. Because... Our defense this year is going to be top 10, maybe top six. And uh, he's on his last chance, and he's not going to make it. And our O-line is just good enough finally this year, I believe. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be starting for the New York Giants in week four, maybe week five. Wow. Jimmy Garoppolo as the starter for the Giants. Now, that's an interesting take 
because we did see the news from Brian Dable earlier today um, that that Tyrod Taylor will be getting some first-team reps for the New York Giants. He'll have a chance to work with the first unit, and it's not necessarily an indictment on Daniel Jones, but that could just be the organization saying all the right things because them not exercising his fifth-year option spoke volumes about what they think about Daniel Jones. Indeed, Daniel Jones, that is supposed to be one of your cornerstones of your franchise. Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Roe Parrish sitting in for Chris Carlin. This is Chris Canty. Hit us up on the call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Give us your bold prediction for the upcoming NFL season. And, Roe, yep. I had some bold takeaways, if you would, from week one of the NFL preseason. And on this show during football season, we have a, we have a segment that we like to call Top 5, Bottom 5. Ah. And so I feel like this is the appropriate time, because it lives on a Tuesday, that week I give you my Top 5 takeaways from week one of the NFL preseason. So hold on for a second, because the preseason, it's glorified, but they don't count. But they matter as far as the games go. Yeah, that's what Mark Schlereth used to say. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Former teammate uh, on ESPN. Mark Schlereth used to always say, preseason games don't count, but they matter. Yes. Put another way, Bill Parcells, preseason games only count if you lose. <laughs> <laughs> you never like to lose preseason games. Anyway, all right, so taking it away, top five preseason takeaways from week one. Kicking it off at number five. Let's get the sound. Number five. Texans wide receiver Jalen Camp catching a fade early in the second quarter. And when I say catching a fade, I don't mean in a bad way. I mean in a good way because he scored a touchdown. But that's not the story. What's the, the story? The story is the celebration. Ah. He gets into the end zone and does the karate kid. And that's obvious. Yeah, he's doing the crane thing. I think that's the crane technique Absolutely. move. Absolutely. Okay, the crane Daniel technique son. move. But that's a shout out. That's an ode to his teammate. Texans draft pick John Metcher III out of Alabama, who was diagnosed this summer with leukemia. Everybody's rooting for him. Everybody's pulling for him. And it's great to see Jalen Camp acknowledging his teammate, thinking about his teammate in that game. I'm sure everybody knows that John Metcher III wishes he could be out there. We wish him Godspeed in his battle with cancer. But that was awesome to see that moment, being able to honor his teammate in a preseason game against the New Orleans Saints. Keeping it moving at number four. Number four, Malik Willis. Woo! Malik Willis. Woo! Let me tell you something. Going into the game on Thursday night against the Ravens, the storyline was Lamar Jackson's contract. However, coming out of that game, <laughs> it changed. The storyline was about Malik Willis. <laughs> and let me tell you how good this guy looked. It's not only the bomb that he threw the Racy McMath, but it's the movement skills, the scramble that we saw in the red zone where he reverse field and he outran. Kyle Hamilton, first-round pick first for the round. Ravens, their safety Notre out of Dame. Notre Dame, outran him to the edge, turned up, and scored a touchdown. Listen, the dominant traits were on full display for Malik Willis, and they translate from the college level to the pro level. A lot of people didn't know what they could expect from this guy coming out of Liberty, but I think based on what we've seen, that those traits are going to play well down in Tennessee. And we know that Mike Vrabel is a coach that's not afraid to make bold decisions. I got a bold prediction for you. By Thanksgiving, Malik Willis will be the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Thanksgiving, wow. Yeah, God bless you. Good night to Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> You're listening to Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio doing my top five from week one of the preseason. Number three. Kenny Pickett. 
Lewis Riddick loves this guy. Now, I don't know how objective he is because he's a Pittsburgh Panther. Oh, Lewis Riddick, that's Pittsburgh little, wait, Panther. Wait, wait, wait. That's a little bit of a foreshadow for what's going to come later on, but just, I'll let may, you continue. May, maybe just a little bit of a foreshadow. But listen, you got to give props where props is due. Kenny Pickett threw the game-winning touchdown pass to Tyler Vons. It was a hell of a throw. It was the far hash throw on the out route. The toughest, one of the toughest throws for an NFL quarterback to make. But to make it under those circumstances, really impressed by him. The movement skills that we saw from Kenny Pickett, I didn't know that he was that mobile. I just didn't. Like, And it wasn't as if Kenny Pickett was just taking off every single chance he got. He had poise in the pocket, and when the pocket broke down, yep. he decided that he was going to use his legs to get him out of the trouble. Remember, That's what you want from a rookie quarterback. Remember in the ACC championship game, although he had a little mismove, he still got to the end zone, showed he had some wheels on the college level. So it translates so far. Yeah, Kenny Pickett looks damn good, and I think he's going to push Mitch Trubisky for that starting quarterback job. Keeping it moving, number, number two. two. Listen, man, I don't know how many times I got to say it. I am riding with the 49ers this year. I am riding with the faithful. I am rolling with Trey Lance. Tell me the last time a Kyle Shanahan quarterback played poorly. That's a great question. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You can't tell me that the last time they're going to because they because they don't play poorly. Hold on, they for a play second. well. Matt, Matt Ryan, RG three, even Kirk Cousins. You can throw him in there in the mix because he was with Washington. Absolutely. And if you want to go back to his daddy, you can talk about Jake Cutler or Jake Plummer or Ooh. John Elway wow. or Brian, Brian Greasy. It doesn't matter right. when they have quarterbacks that have mobility to their game. They usually have a top five offense, and I feel like that's the direction that this San Francisco offense is trending in. They got a top five running game, top five skill position core, and they got a top five defense supporting their quarterback, being able to steal extra possessions and create field position. I love that. I love the element uh, that Trey Lance brings in the vertical passing game, that bomb that he threw to Danny Gray. That's not something that we saw from Jimmy Garoppolo. Nope. So, so this is going to be new for Kyle Shanahan, also having a quarterback that can run. We know what they can do. All right, so that is the top four takeaways from the preseason week one. But here is my number one takeaway. Number one. Foreshadowing. Number one. Bryce Perkins from UVA. That's right, the UVA product. And maybe I'm not objective with this one. Maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe there's a, a little bit of a bias because he's a UVA guy. But Bryce Perkins showed out against the Chargers in his preseason debut with the Rams. 10 of 17, 133 yards, two touchdowns passing. He also ran one in. And here's why I think it's significant that he had that kind of performance. Tell me why. Bryce Young is battling John Walford for the backup quarterback job with the Rams. Now, we know that Matt Stafford is dealing with an elbow injury. Sean McVay likened it to a baseball injury. Anytime you start hearing about a quarterback dealing with an elbow injury that's like a baseball injury – it automatically takes you to the UCL and Tommy John surgery. And the last quarterback we heard about having something like that was one Ben Roethlisberger. Tell me how that worked out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not so well. Not well. So maybe you might want to pay attention to this backup quarterback battle with the Los Angeles Rams. So just that's my top five takeaways from week one of the preseason. Here's the thing, man. In all of those takeaways, which one – is the one that you can fully get on board with. I can absolutely get on board with the Tennessee Titans replacing Tannehill because all I can see is that last playoff game, you know, where they're playing at home. Oh, you mean the one where he threw an interception on the first pass of the first half, an interception on the first pass of the second half, (laughs) and an interception on the last pass 
of the game. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. That, yeah. that game. That, that game, exactly. Okay. I can see him being supplanted as a starter, no question. Maybe sooner than Thanksgiving, seeing the way they've already let go of the wide receiver core from last season. Yeah, and I love the idea of Malik Willis being able to run some – Read option with Derrick Henry. Good Ooh. luck trying to defend that. Who do you who do you load up to stop? I mean, think about it. You don't have enough defenders to slow down that running game no, you if they decide to go that route. So Malik Willis is one to watch. Thought he should have went a lot higher in the draft, but he didn't. But he ends up in the perfect spot with the perfect coach. I like Malik Willis and the Titans.